0: Hey, y'all. My name is Ann Wyatt. I started my career in workforce development with the state of Kentucky in 2010. That experience ignited a deep passion for manufacturing within me. I started this show hoping to raise more awareness around the bright outlook manufacturing careers have. Join me as I sit down with some of the manufacturing industry's most successful changemakers and learn how they're partnering people with technology. It's time to give people more meaningful work. This is Workforce 4.0. All right. Hello. Hey everybody. Thanks for joining in today. We're super excited because this is the first episode of season two of Workforce 4.0. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm super excited to have Tora Inge from Clarify on today. He's the CEO, and we're going to talk more about the Connected Worker. Tor, do you, you want to introduce yourself for everybody uh, listening in? My comments are already jumping. So please go ahead and introduce yourself, and we'll get into it.
1: Thanks, Anne. And thanks for having me here. Um... As I said, my name is Thor, I'm the CTO our CEO is, is someone with a very similar name to me. His, his name is Tore. That sometimes gets confusing. Yeah. I'm the CTO of Clarify. I've been working in industrial automation manufacturing space for about a decade now. Originally started out as a consultant, worked that for, for some years with some of my colleagues, and we ended up starting a product company called Clarify. Fast forward a few years and we're here.
0: That's awesome. Yes, it's been a real pleasure getting to know Ingrid and your crew over there at Clarify and what you guys are are doing with your connected worker technology, for sure. You know, I've got to ask you, it's just a tradition now at this point, but I start every episode asking my guests what their favorite karaoke song is or just what their favorite song is in general and i was wondering if we were gonna go do karaoke sometime (laughs) which would be awesome right what is your go-to karaoke song
1: we should definitely do karaoke we should everyone should do more karaoke i don't know if i have a go-to karaoke song but i'll say Every night, more or less, I sing some Johnny Cash to my kids. So I'm a big fan of that, but it can sometimes be a bit slow. So I'll say that at the last office party, we had everyone joining in on some Queen, which was a lot of fun. So might be better suited for a karaoke party.
0: Which Queen song, if you don't mind me asking?
1: We ran through a few. (laughs) I think maybe the, the, the easiest one for the whole team to join in was We Will Rock You. Someone attempted a few others, but some of them go quite high, which at least for me, isn't really, yeah, it's not sounding great.
0: (laughs) That is a perfect karaoke song. I feel like there's a real vibe with Queen with my guests. That seems to be a quite (laughs) popular answer for karaoke music. And it's always a go-to. We Will Rock You is a great song. Bohemian erastity uh, and just is is stellar. So that's awesome. I would get down with that. I've already got some comments here that I'd like to bring up, and I just can't I can't help it because as soon as we went live, it just is just like blowing up. So I'll just share really quickly. Aaron Prather is here. Season two, here we go. Right. Yes. It's a party, Aaron. Thank you for joining us always. And Jesse Wells, he says that he definitely supports cash in Queen. That's
1: Absolutely. good to hear.
0: Yeah. Tennessee's not too far from me, and that's a big area for Johnny Cash, you know. A lot of a lot of favorites there. So getting kind of into the depth of the conversation here. I'm always interested in learning more about how people are gonna partner with technology in the future of manufacturing work, right? There's this huge movement, big push for Industry 4.0. There's a huge push for increased data collection. In your, in your opinion as a CTO and what you're seeing, where do you see the role of data and people intersecting in the future of work within the manufacturing sector?
1: That's a really good question. I think what we see with data use, which I think is interesting, is that we're seeing more and more kind of where data works on its own and where it doesn't and where computers make sense and where they don't. And I think as we progress, us, our partners, our customers, people in the field, we'll figure out where it makes sense to have computers do the work where there are volumes or speeds or other reasons why computers are better suited at, at working with data than people but then on the flip side of that we'll also see kind of where that doesn't work i think computers are great at automating stuff and at doing repetitive work but they're not great at strategy they're not great at having a vision or identifying which problems to solve and i think we haven't quite gotten to a point where people have a good sense of where it makes sense to stick an algorithm or a computer I'm hoping that over time we'll we'll kind of find that um, that space or that point where where it makes sense to to put computers and to have machines working with data and, and where it makes sense to to leave it to to human beings we're still pretty great Absolutely. humans we can do stuff
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it is interesting that we're seeing more of this shift towards industry 5.0, I guess, where you're keeping people the center of, of your workforce. And that's absolutely a big reason why I started Workforce 4.0, because I want people to adopt the technology, but in a way that makes sense, right?
1: Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Pendulum might have swing a, a, a bit far, at the moment, or at least we're, I think people are kind of testing out the finding the areas where where you can't just plop down some algorithm and, and have things magically come out at the other end. Um, I think when we get better at identifying those, there'll be some interesting opportunities for tools and companies and products that, that, that help out in that intersection.
0: Absolutely. And I had gotten a video, uh, Ingrid had been so sweet to send me the video for Clarify. And I kind of wanted to just take a minute and show that if that's okay with you. I feel like we talk so much about the technology and there's a lot of applications, use cases that we always share. But I think for those watching, it makes it kind of more relatable, right? If we use video as well in these lives. So if it's okay with you, I'm going to bring that up for a minute and just and show that. And again, as I was telling you before the show, I didn't even edit it. I thought that it was beautiful. So I'm hoping that all of the listeners and uh, viewers out there enjoy it as well. Is now a good time to, sounds, to bring sounds that? Sounds perfect. Up? Let's go for it. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> That was great. Usually when I'm editing videos for the show, I look for the clips that showcase how the technology is working with the people. I think this video does such a great job of doing that anyway, so that's why I just wanted to kind of show... Um, the clip that you had sent. But can you kind of talk to us a little bit more about what we just saw in the video? I saw a lot of emojis, um, a lot of mobile use applications there. Can you expand a little bit more on, on what we just saw?
1: Sure. Um, happy you liked it. I think if you're looking for, for clips that show how people interact with software, that's that's hopefully most of what our software does because it's built really to be used by by humans and making that a good experience making our software something that people would want to use was such a big part of us building it so as i said in the beginning i I worked as a consultant in this industry doing data acquisition uh, working on projects to do analysis of data and making data available for people and clarify is born out of a frustration with with the tooling that was available um, and we as a team early on we decided we wanted the tool to act in a way which would be familiar to people who had just used software like you do in your private life you, you open Facebook or you use Snapchat or Instagram or kind of any of the software that you used to to using as a person coming into the manufacturing space or the industrial automation space, a lot of the software is not recognizable. The interfaces are are cumbersome and hard to work with. They're often very focused on the individual using them and not really helping collaboration or being social tools in any way. As you saw in the video, what we're trying to do is to help, not really just a person, but a group of people, a team solve problems together. And I think that, put some requirements on the software that goes into it but it also puts for sure some requirements on the on the teams and organizations adopting it
0: absolutely I did have a question a couple of questions here in the comments that I'll bring up before we get into our next question but I feel like our next question touches a little bit more in depth to your answer there um but did want to get some of these questions answered. Nicholas says recommendations for technology in distribution companies that serve manufacturing. That's a good question.
1: That is a good question. Let's see if we can can answer that. So, recommendation for technology in distribution companies that serve manufacturing. I'd say that it's not the area that I work with the most. I've seen, I don't know if you've seen Quote Beam, we work a bit with a very nice. Girls Who Run Automation Ladies, I know Nikki is involved with a company called QuoteBeam, who's trying to do, I think, something similar for the distribution or at least the the value chain management part of, of manufacturing.
0: Nikki is amazing. She is one of my favorite people. Nikki, if you're out there watching, shout out. We love you. And Nicholas, I would connect with Nikki. If you're not already connected with Nikki Gonzalez, she's just good people. So make sure you connect with her in regards to the video. I did want to bring up Jesse's comment here, experienced real time teamwork. Right. And that's exactly what you, you had said as well. So just thought I would give, give some feedback. Great minds think alike. I'm getting another question here. This comes from Ben Holt. Knowledge documentation is always a difficult task when workers can't slow down enough to complete it. How is knowledge captured in a fast paced environment? That is an excellent question, Ben, and thank you for stopping by. It's always good to see you.
1: I'm super happy that someone asked that because it's one of the things that we've spent a lot of time thinking about is how do you get people who's out in the field, and as Ben said, who are just busy, like there's a ton of stuff happening, how do you get them to, to document what is happening? And what we're trying to do with Clarify is to say, what can we do as a software company? Like, could our role be? And I think our role is basically to get out of the way don't force people to type in some insane form where you have to fill out every field or it's super structured so you can you need a lot of time and resources to think about what to put in or you have to go to your desktop computer so we've focused a lot on just making it accessible in the field and on a very practical level that means having native mobile applications so that you can open it on your phone because that's where you are Um, from the video you can see we're working with some aquaculture companies so you're out at sea you're doing some operation. You've got. It's just. It's raining. It's cold. You're in the middle of an operation. And then, if we're asking you to please go back to your office computer, undress, sit down, open up some weird form, pick from a bunch of different drop-down menus, like that's that. Who would do that? Like I, I would never do that, and I don't think we should force users to do that either, right? We mm-hmm. want to allow them to do it where they're actually working and in a format that makes sense in a day which is filled with tasks already, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for that question. That was a good question. And that kind of leans into our next question that I wanna ask you too, because these are all kind of leading up to how we use technology every day. And the challenge of applying that technology that we use in our personal lives to our work lives as well. So Tara, I just want to ask you when it comes to creating a connected worker tool, such as Clarify, why do you feel like there's such a strong emphasis for you to design it from a social media feel? I feel like in that video, we really got that, that feeling, right? It was, it was intuitively like a Snapchat or a, a Facebook or, or Twitter or something, right? So can you elaborate a little bit more on why that is so important to to you and, and clarifies mission?
1: Absolutely. The, I'll say that the, I think there are two main points to it. The first is just uh, today, I think that's the expectation, both for the people working in the industry, but especially bringing younger people in, they're not going to be satisfied but they're not going to be happy if we give them tools which look and feel completely different to what they're used to. So I think that just table stakes is having a tool which looks and feels like what people are used to using, so you don't have to spend a ton of time learning it. But then the more important part of that has to do with why do we want people to, to interact with? I think there's so much value we're missing if we're only capturing the data and not capturing the context around the data. And when I say context, I mean the input from the people when things happen and we can see in our data we got a spike right well what do we know just looking at the data well we know we had a spike but, but why what happened right before that what happened afterwards what do we do about it And i think that context comes from from the people who are closest to the operation and if we want them to contribute to that context we need to get out of their way we need to make it easy for them to bring in the context and then why do we want to to have it be social well i think if I add context to something, I have one perspective on it. But if my team that's around the process, maybe there are field engineers, maybe there's someone who's a specialist or in in the aquaculture context, maybe there's a biologist. Making tools kind of multiplayer or collaborative, if you see, look at something like Google Docs, right? How did we use to edit documents together before Google Docs? I'd, I'd make a version of my computer, I'd email it to you or print it out even and bring it to your desk. And I think the end result is shaped a lot by the tools that we use to, to get there. So making these tools collaborative and making them feel social will in itself change what kinds of context and discussions and value that we're able to, to capture in the in the tool. So that's been a huge part of, of why we made Clarify and what we're trying to do with the tool.
0: Excellent points. That is something that in recruiting and uh, talent acquisition, Especially when we're looking at the skills gap, right, that we're facing by 2030. How do we attract more younger workforce generations to manufacturing and how do we retain them, essentially? And that seems to always be something that we come back around to is really giving them technology that resonates with them, that they use every day. So some excellent points there. I'm getting some more questions here. You guys rock. Have I told you all? You all rock. Thank you so much for blowing up my comments today. This is amazing. And there's a lot of really good information being exchanged back and forth. I love this. Um, you guys keep it up. Um, we are all here and for for helping each other and uh, knowledge sharing. So that's amazing. Um, Chris Sturgo asks with Data overload always a challenge. How do you define the point where the data is sufficient and enough to reach insights? Of course, that's a good question.
1: Uh, that is a really good question. Uh, if I had the one right answer to it, I, I'd run around selling it to to every one of our customers. I think it's really hard to tell. And I, I, but I think it's a good. It's a really good question for 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 talking about. it. I don't think there's a one size fits all solution to to figuring out what is enough data but I'd say that is an argument I think for if you're trying to solve data problems and I'll touch on this later up in more detail but if you're trying to solve data problems from the top down it's really hard to understand what data you need and what a good solution looks like and we're big promoters of the idea of I, I think it's good to have an overall strategy for sure but when it comes to actual getting value from your data, I think starting kind of from the bottom up makes a lot more sense because the people closest to a machine and closest to a specific problem will have a much smaller set of data that they're interested in, a much more concrete uh, question to ask of the data. I think that that leads to a sharper view of what data is necessary because data overload for sure is a, is a huge problem. Um, and it's just growing every day there's more data and the rate at which we accumulate data is 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 even growing so we're we're going to be left if we start from the top down trying to figure out okay what are, is all the data we can collect and then later we're going to start looking at it and trying to figure out solutions
0: interesting if someone wants to reach out to you about clarify or just to learn more about you what's a good way for them to contact you
1: So LinkedIn works really well. Or shoot me an email at tor t o r at clarify.io. There's also if you just head on to our website and and you see that little chat bubble in the in the lower right corner, that's not a machine on the other end. It's going to be either me or one of my teammates. You'll get to talk to a real live human. And we're always interested in talking with prospective customers, partners, just people in the field. We learn so much from working with people in the field. I feel like I'm constantly learning something new so so don't hesitate to to reach out
0: awesome well perfect well thank you so much um again for coming on workforce 4.0 is my guest here today and thank you guys so much in the audience for being super supportive and having such great conversation great questions